Life's too short. Life's too damn short. So, eat everything. Try anything. Exercise. Experience all that life has to offer. Here's exercise physiologist, medical journalist, and healthy talk host, Melanie Cole, MS. When you decide at some point that you want to, you know, develop an exercise program and you want to start exercising, or maybe you are somebody who exercises, you just do your treadmill every day, or you ride the bike, or you take a walk, but you want to sort of complete it because you keep hearing that we're supposed to do functional fitness and flexibility and neuromuscular, neuromotor training and balance training. You hear all of these terms thrown around, but you're not really sure. You maybe don't want to go to a personal trainer. What do you do? How do you come up with that complete exercise program? Well, my guest today is going to tell us, Dr. Barbara Bushman. She is a professor at Missouri State University and a clinical exercise physiologist. So welcome to the show. Dr. Bushman, developing that complete exercise program, what are all of the aspects of what you would consider a good, well-rounded exercise program? Well, um, Actually, to, to back up just a little bit, um, to start with, if a person hasn't been active or they're looking to really increase their intensity, I always recommend starting out with a health, health screening uh, to check if there's any concerns that you might want to consult with a healthcare provider before getting started. Um, the physical activity readiness questionnaire for everyone um, or the PARQ Plus um, is one uh, tool that I'll often recommend people take a look at. Um, but with that in mind, um, a complete exercise program has four main components. Um, we've got cardiorespiratory activities, resistance training, flexibility exercises, and then also the neuromotor exercise training. And I like to compare that to a, a sturdy chair. If one leg of the chair is weak or it's too short, that chair is not going to be stable. And so that compares to an exercise program. If you're ignoring one of the components or you're a little lacking in one of the areas, um, that's a concern. So um, the, the different areas, the cardiorespiratory activities, um, we refer to those as aerobic exercises because they're requiring our bodies to take in and use more oxygen. So things like walking, jogging, swimming, cycling, tennis, those would all be examples of cardiorespiratory activities. And we want to be doing those about three to five days per week. Uh, resistant training, uh, that focuses on muscular fitness. And we're looking at activities that will stress the muscles. So uh, examples would be lifting weights, using rubber resistance bands, body weight exercises like push-ups, sit-ups um, would fall in that category. Uh, the flexibility exercises, that includes um, basically stretching. Uh, we could do static stretching where we're putting a, a, a tension on the, the muscle, the tendon, and holding that position. Or you could do dynamic stretching where you're gently moving through a range of motion. Um, and then there's the, the fourth category, um, the neuromotor exercise training, um, the functional fitness that you, you mentioned. And that's a little bit different terminology. And it's really looking at how your uh, your nervous system interacts with your muscles to move your body in a smooth, controlled manner. So it's because of that sort of brain, nerve, and muscle connection that the activities are referred to as neuromotor exercises. And uh, things like Tai Chi, Pilates, yoga, um, and other specific activities that focus on balance, agility, reaction time would fall under that sort of umbrella. 
So those are the, the four main areas um, that we want to be hitting um, on a regular basis. So when people are looking into these four main areas and deciding how they're going to go about it, you mentioned that they should have a health assessment, make sure that they're all good to go and start with something simple if they're a new exerciser. But then what about actually doing these do they have to, if they want to do neuromotor or functional fitness, balance training, something like that, do they have to do it with somebody? Explain some exercises that people can do just on their own at home. If they want to stand in a doorway and stand on one leg, if they want to practice getting groceries out of the trunk, what are some things they can actually do today, Dr. Bushman, that can make a difference? Well, uh, you know, the cardiorespiratory activities are probably the easiest when we're looking at, you know, going out for a walk in your neighborhood um, or even, I guess, you could just, you know, march in place in your, your living room. Um, with resistance training exercises, even though, you know, it's great if you have access uh, to a gym or a fitness facility where you have machines and free weights, um, purchasing, you know, low-cost, uh, the rubber resistance bands, I know I have some that when I travel, I take along with me, and you can go through and do um, pretty much hitting all the major muscle groups um, using those resistance bands, um, body weight exercises, um, push-ups, uh, you know, sit-ups or crunches. Um, we can do those. Uh, flexibility, again, easy exercises to be able to do at home uh, where you might you know, just want a, a mat or be on a carpeted floor for some comfort in doing some of those activities. Um, the neuromotor exercises, the functional fitness, um, if you're focusing very early on with balance, um, it could be just, you know, standing uh, on one leg, a narrow stance, um, and then you could look at some challenges of um, bending forward while you're standing on one leg. Um, so sort of a progression of challenging the body. So you could easily do those, um, you know, alone at home, um, of course, it's always a little more fun if you're looking at social support, um, having a workout buddy that can help with adherence to a program. So um, there may be a benefit there as well. And how often should people be doing these types? And we've heard that 150 minutes is the recommendation by the American College of Sports Medicine for the cardiorespiratory type of workout, treadmill, walking, marching, dancing, whatever it is. But what about some of these other things? Uh, with resistance training, we'd like to uh, target uh, the the muscle groups two to three days per week, and we want to have about 48 hours in between targeting um, a given muscle group. The uh, same thing, uh, flexibility exercises, um, two to three days per week, but that's an area that if we really want to ha have some improvement um, daily is even better, but again, at least um, two to three days per week. Um, the functional fitness area is one that uh, recommendations, we're, we're still looking at the ideal um, right now, the, the recommendation is about two to three days per week. So, you know, we can incorporate those in, um, you know, pretty easily within a, a, a program over the, the course of the week. So looking at the big picture. And if somebody asks you and they say, Dr. Bushman, I see that these are important. People say that they are and that I need to be more flexible. I've heard that. And But, but what is the point of some of these others? Because people have been asking me this for so many years, and I'll do something with them like pelvic tilts or, you know, even pelvic floor exercises or some of the neuromotor exercise training. And to them, it doesn't seem like that should be, you know, that's not exercise. It's not hard enough. I don't feel it. 
I don't notice it or I don't feel it the next day. What do you say to people when say, oh, well, that's just too easy and I don't even feel it the next day? Well, you know, when, when I'm looking at a program of physical activity, we look at promoting health as well as decreasing risk of disease. And, and that's sort of the approach we often take. But I think it's important to not overlook how having a good baseline of, of fitness in, in all of the areas so having that aerobic base, the ability to do something continuously, having muscular strength to do activities I want, flexibility to be able to bend and move, um, neuromotor that I can move smoothly, all of those are how we're feeling. And um, I was just having a conversation uh, with someone uh, yesterday who had started to become more active after a time when they, they just weren't exercising regularly. And he pointed out just how much better he felt, how much more energy he had. Um, he was able to enjoy uh, a vacation because he was able to walk and go sightseeing, and he said, I wasn't feeling exhausted. He goes, I know before my feet would have been killing me. He goes, I would have been grumpy. You know, because I wasn't feeling, um, I, I didn't have that energy because of the baseline of fitness that had been established. So to me, I'm looking at including all these components because there's all these things I want to do in my life, and I don't want to be limited that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just really inflexible, so I can't do that, or I don't have the strength to do that activity. Well, I agree completely. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Bushman, with your best advice, what you want people to know about creating this complete fitness program that encompasses all of these different aspects, how they can get started, what you want them to do, just kind of give it a wrap up for us. Well, I think we really need to look at where you're at right now and realize we can't start at the finish line. So don't be discouraged if you're just saying, I can only go walk for 10 minutes right now. That's great. If that's where you're at, we need to start where our current fitness level is, where our current health status leads us. For other people, it may be a much higher level, a much higher level of intensity. And that goes for all of the different components. So be willing to do that honest reflection and then be able to, to move on and say, okay, here's my plan for the future. I'm going to start to set some short-term goals that will lead to, you know, higher levels of fitness. If I'm really strong in one area, are there other areas that I maybe need to devote a little more time to? Um, we tend to become unbalanced if we're not doing that, that type of reflection on um, our program. Are we spending enough time with resistance training? Maybe we're only doing a walking program or we're only lifting weights and we're not doing anything aerobically. So finding, um, you know, within the, the, the guidelines, there's a lot of opportunity to individualize a program that will really work for you and, and fulfill your personal goals. It's great information and something that everybody can really take home and do these things now. And as Dr. Bushman said, you can try balance training. You can try resistance bands. You can do, you know, the good standard body weight exercises, push-ups and sit-ups and lunges and try and combine them. But you can also do some of these really creative things and learn how to do the neuromotor exercises and learn how to do the balance exercises because that's what's going to give you that well-rounded approach. And remember, you can go on to iTunes and rate and review. So subscribe to us, to the show's Life, Life's Too Short. 
and rate and review because that's the way that like-minded people really get involved. And we can all get involved in this together because that's what it's all about. You can always send me an email, melanie at radiomd.com. If you have questions or comments, you want to get involved in the show, just send us an email and you can get involved. Thanks so much for listening. This is Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Stay well.